Welcome to Thurgo's Podcast. Joe? Copa? We're doing this. to always like what i do with my hands yeah yeah you're because like, i am i'm a very handsy person uh-huh. and I, i'm just even at when we're at home i'm always just banging shit around the right. fucking table so <laughs> it's you know once you this way with anything you just gotta like discipline yourself a little bit so feel that it is what it is so you said it's not a djembe what do you have with you what is that? So that is a darbuka or a dumbek. Uh, so from like Egyptian stuff. Okay. Uh, so it's all like Arabic rhythms, belly dancing, malfouf is like a, a rhythm pattern. Uh, so it's a real like high pitched tinny. And so like a real beat, beat uh, bass tone in the middle. I got you. So doom and then tech. Does sound very like Middle Eastern. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like these guys will do like split finger rolls. So you play with your index finger and your ring finger, and like rotate a- around your middle finger, and they'll do like. Just like constantly just roll. Oh uh, yeah, it's like what the hell are you doing with your hands? Man? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a, a loose like limp. Like ring finger technique that they just like. Remember when people used to do that yeah. growing up in school? They're like, yeah. you ever seen that shit? <laughs> you yeah. kink, kink your ring finger and then play it like a guitar string. Oh, oh, wow. When I've you say that, that shit, kink your ring finger. That sounds awfully dirty. Kink the ring finger. <laughs> Dude, let me see that kink ring finger. <laughs> like, what the fuck you mean? Uh, by the way, we're sitting here with Rillo at Fat Du Void, man. Uh, the pre-party session, man. Uh, you're the first man, and we love you, and thank you so much for coming back, dude. Starting them strong. Starting We're going to do strong. it. It's going to be a good night. I think uh, a good night and a good start to the weekend. So. I, I believe so, too, man. Uh, I was on the boat, and I listened to y'all's last interview, dude. Like, I had no idea about <laughs> your uh, like you working at the college at the radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was really, really cool to, to learn about, A man. lot of experience in, in just trial by fire. Right, so. right. <laughs> and, like, Joe, you did a good job as well. All really good questions, man. I was like, man, I wish I was fucking home already. So <laughs> now I'm finally here. You mean you actually listened to an episode? Yeah, yeah. I listened to all of them because, you know, I have nothing else to do fucking 12 hours at a time, you know, besides floating. Floating. <laughs> well, actually, we're out of the water. Oh, that's even better. I guess man. it's just fucking <laughs> scary as fuck, dude. It really fucking is, man. But uh, so that that song that you had let us use at that last interview, uh, the, the bow bath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That instrument you use the bow with. What the? What is that even? Oh, uh, so that's kind of something I made. Come uh, on, yeah. So uh, inspiration, if you will, uh, Mickey Hart uh, from Grateful Dead. He's one of the percussionists in their group. I don't. I'm not a uh, a Grateful Dead like I listen to music, but like, I don't I'm not, study I'm not a them. There you go. That's yeah. the that, that tells you how much I know. About. <laughs> uh, but I do study some of their like techniques and like how they come up with their um, music and you know their workflow and things like that. Right. Uh, and one of their percussionists, Mickey Hart, does like Earth Drone stuff. I love I love that shit. So yeah, he like studies galactic sounds and like incorporates them into like his stuff and uh 
we'll get like Zakir saying on tabla and mm-hmm. do all kinds of stuff. But in his studio, he has a pitched, it's like multi-strings. I don't know how many strings he has of like just straight drone Super deep, all custom made stuff, and like different gauge like, strings. And yeah, shit, yeah. So uh, I think he was using some piano, like real, real deep piano strings or something. Um, and like, what a, original piano? That's one of those ones that they used to use like gut for shit, right? Even like with the uh, oh, dude, I don't, I don't know deep think, piano, like historical piano stuff. I know like a lot of like speaking of like world instruments, mm-hmm. like a harp. There's gut strings on harps. Right. Oh, well, I think I used uh, I used to. There was like cat cat gut. Now oh, they, yeah. I think they use sheep. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not sure of of all of the uh, the historical stuff on piano. We need to do our homework. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, they would uh, just kind of keep incorporating all that. So, um, but yeah, it's been interesting to try to figure out that so like my whole idea with the whole bowed instrument uh was to have it pitch bendable and like manipulatable and all that and at the same rate it still can be modular so right uh like it's built on a base i'm actually rebuilding it for this weekend uh, now. i was gonna say i know you're super into tech man i see you soldering shell yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> we had to do an emergency amp swap last night for the weekend <laughs> but you know how i roll um but yeah so i made it to where right now it's being ran on a 135 gauge bass string which is like a, a low e mm-hmm. or b something like that i don't know my gauges uh offhand but uh and then it's just it's got a tuning peg and it's just super low like when you put it on a tuner to try to tune it it doesn't even like register it's and you just said like, singular string just yeah it's just play. one string and then you can like play it like uh that's how i'm incorporating it in the beginning of this slide pack. on it too uh you can uh but i use it so since it has a bass and it, the string is mounted onto another board um you can bend that bottom board. So start at one note and... Cool. And then you can pitch it up and, you know, just manipulate just a, the actual string. And then uh, I ran it through a bunch of reverb and delay and all kinds of effects and stuff. And uh, so it, it just keeps building on itself, essentially, through the modular. So a modular instrument in a modular system synthesizer, right? right? So... Uh, and that was kind of the idea. So if I want to change to a piano wire or a higher string, it's all pre-done on a board separately, and then you just bolt it on. What do you, what you, do you tune it to? Change like, it up. Whatever. Whatever. Like whatever. Any, anything, yeah. anything you feel like. Yeah, whatever. Like So for sound bats, I usually tune to like the atmosphere. So like in the Zen <laughs> Den. Yeah, yeah, tune to the atmosphere, bro. Get deep, dude. So like the Zen Den uh, has its own resonance, right? Or okay. every every building has its own resonance. Right. Uh, so the warehouse, the warehouse at a certain it. frequency, you can make the roof shake, you know? And uh, every building has the same thing. Okay. Uh, so the Zen Den, that's where we'll be doing the sound bath this weekend. Um kind of finding that harmonic structure if you will right. and under the roof like on the ground the pitch to where it's not like just uh like clipping out or yeah anything. i just want it to self-reverberate essentially is nice. like what i'm looking for okay uh and then i tune everything to that pitch right so like it's using the structure t- 
for itself, essentially. You're a very deep person, Will. <laughs> you like you got a lot of thought into this, dude. <laughs> got to get in there. Get in there. Uh, but yeah, so and like that's just. It's not necessarily natural now. It's just kind of how I've been doing it. So it's you know something like, all right, where are we at? Uh, but I think we mentioned it in last podcast with Charlie. Like that's kind of we've done sessions, me and him, where like we've tuned to the boat. So you know, like, that's cool. The actual frequency of like what you're standing so on, set and setting, man. Like you know, yeah. the generators running at. D minus seven and a half cents or whatever, you know, and so you just account for that. And it's all by ear. You right, know, right. It's not. When did you build it? Uh, the actual instrument was about a year and a half ago now. Uh, it's been a minute. It's just in like all my Instagram and videos, it's just kind of chilling on, on the wall, yeah, on the, yeah. you know, in the wall of what instruments, whatever you want to call it. But, um, I was actually kind of invited uh, a buddy over uh, from the drum circles. Uh, we're starting, uh, or he had asked me to come out in a couple of weeks and do a sound bath with him. Uh, and he was asking, like, how it worked because my sound baths are not like normal sound baths. See, so I mean, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of sound bath in in. You know, as as an instrument, you know, or a collective sound, you know, and I never heard of it, you know. Yeah, uh, to me anyway, sound baths are historically like acoustic, or you know, let's explore, you know, uh, the environment, or you know, you're tuning. Yeah, you're you're focusing in on you know the singing bowls, right? Right. All the time, natural harmonics of exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And so uh, I'm using things and objects and samples of the environment and modulation of synthesis and you know real like technical kind of things but still uh being able to control um the atmosphere right, right, right like right. the actual energy and like i'm using dj techniques you know i've really never played a stagnant set i've always gone into a dj set like i'm You're gonna very take dynamic you, yeah, i'm gonna take you from one yeah. at one point to another you know that's the whole goal so how can i do that with sound energy you know that's like essentially a sound bath now what what, the way i do it uh i love it man one off or a bonus point for this weekend we'll have uh nailed him in um trip wamsley sitting in officially um for like the last 30 minutes or so yeah dude yeah it's gonna be uh fretless bass all his uh kind of effects pedals things like that uh, and he's just our, a wizard. And where y'all set so up? We'll be in the Zenden. Zenden. 645 on Saturday. 10-4. Right uh, on, So that'll be, that's what the bow will be out for and all that. But like I said, I mean, I'm, who knows where it'll, t- it'll go. It's an improv situation, but uh, the plan is to kind of start out just real percussive, um, your tones, you know, not like uh, going crazy, but there's ways to get uh, like with the bow, just striking it instead of bowing it or playing, mm-hmm. plucking it. You can get like a, a dong resonant going and, uh, you know, just a real low bass tone. So I have other 
drums and and but you get to like accessories. Do like, like gets you get like some like diminishedness out of it. If yeah, it's all tuned, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's all like kind of that's fucking gets, cool, Yeah, man. diminished on top of each other to mm-hmm. cancel the other tone out that the other one comes in. And this is beyond just getting a synthesizer involved. This is literally just harmonic, acoustic harmonics. Right, you know? right. Uh, on like uh, the buy-in of a of a tabla or. Uh, there's a um, incorporating a goddamn, so it's like a big clay pot. A what? A goddamn. A goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Goddamn. G h a t a m. It's a southern Indian um, percussion instrument that essentially uh, it's just a big clay pot. You play with your hands. You go. Damn near 90 miles an hour if you wanted to on it. But the top of it is open. It's a clay pot. Mm-hmm. So you can And uh, so incorporating that with the other tones, I'm like doing the same thing with the ditch, but super, super low, like a low D, like below the staff. Uh, and just like real harmonic. Everything's tuned into 432 tuning. Uh, which is like that's Greek to me, baby. yeah, yeah. So everybody knows 440, right? Uh, that's yeah. what 440A, you know. Yeah. Uh, so all the chakra tuning, and, you know, you. all the okay. the spiritual yeah. stuff uh, is all in 432, and then it's there's different hertz from that. So like your sacral chakra, uh, that yeah, was sensual as fuck. The uh, <laughs> the bow bath was in sacral like the sacral chakra. That's what the uh, the key it was in. So essentially you. um 72 hertz and then just different you multiples up from there so you just double it. Uh 72 times 2 times 4 and then go up. Huh. Okay. Uh, and that's how you get your different harmonics. Uh, but it's still tuned to 432. And you just can pitch from there, or I have a way to pitch from there. I should say. So fucking so in depth, dude. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's supposed to hit you. you yeah, know? yeah. It's, it's supposed to kind of generate some feelings, and and so it's all working with energy and like moving things around and generating new either thoughts. You know, that's the whole point of a sound bath. Just zone out, zone in, like I was saying last week, and right. just focus and see where it'll take you. Uh, and I'm super excited to see it live. Cause I, I've been seeing your videos and stuff, and it just it, it struck me. I'm like, man, what the fuck is that? Yeah, man? right. Yeah, just a bunch of noises, bro. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with it, man. So when did you get into like engineering all that? Because uh, I've seen uh, your video with solder. You were soldering uh, something. Today? Yeah. So uh, I mean, I've I've built stuff my whole life. Uh, you know, FFA growing up for welding projects. Shout out FFA. Future farmer, you know, uh, but yeah, you know, officer, all that, right? So, you, so you know your trees. I did, I did, yeah, I, did. <laughs> I know them now. <laughs> but uh, the uh, it was a, a good outlet to you know learn learn a a skill, learn a hobby, and learn uh, you know a lot about just how I work in a project setting. Uh, so I built, you know, barbecue pits, all kinds of chicken coops. I turned a 454 motor into a, like a gas stainless thing. You still have that? No, that was, it was sold on auction. Some like dude's like private warehouse thing. Come on, man. That's fucking, yeah. that's pretty fucking yeah, sweet, it was pretty man. badass. Yeah. Uh, so like having all that, like 
just kind of a general engineering experience. That's kind of what I was in school for for a little bit until uh, good old math came around. <laughs> um, straight A's in engineering, straight D's in math. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but uh, interesting how that works, right? Uh, but the biggest thing is just kind of just having that outlet. So that's why, like, all this audio engineering and, you know, f- figuring out routing and it's all just puzzles. So yeah. same thing with like using mathematics to figure out how to, you know, I need to cut this this big because uh, it's going to make it this resonant or this right. deep, you know. Uh, but so. it's like, like um, uh, uh, tedious work mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. but clean, you know, you can like, that's why like, one thing my last job I was doing, like some electrical, you find out a whole lot of like the inner workings of yeah. stuff and you can, how you can you know, either omit something to go straight and there or do this to have multifunction. Right. And, you know, right. uh, yeah. I appreciate that. And I mean, it helps to like be a professional mechanic as the day <laughs> job or, or a pre- professional bike mechanic. However, that's uh, <laughs> shout out mechanics. <laughs> uh, you know, so like having always that, that project or that, you know, Oh dude, I can do it like this or I can make it quicker like this and yeah. finding those efficiencies. Uh, always kind of experimenting with like, oh, dude, I have this idea, and like I made that, or I didn't make it, but I got the parts during lunch at work, right? Right, so, like, right, I right, take yeah. lunch back, um, draw, okay, I can just put the string here, drill two holes, put the the uh, tuning peg at the top, and then golden, you know? And uh, so it's just drawing, uh, drawing up, sketching up, ideas things like that and then uh, kind of running with them uh so same same thing i do with my modular system right like i have certain constraints not only size like you can only fit so many that. things like that's what but i like oh. that video you have where like your sped up breakdown uh-huh. oh no your setup setup yeah i'm like moving one oh, thing huge. to another yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's like it's like uh, legos so uh-huh. it's like having to remove or scoot over and you know or scoot this one back over and then having to you know i was like man that was one of my favorite videos because, yeah. like, dude, that's a fucking lot of shit, yeah. dude. And yeah. so I was going to ask you, like, is that is that ever one of the problems? Is, oh, that's so, like... Or that is the problem. That is, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of also why you get into modular at the same time. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no... Like, you know it's going to be hard getting into it. It's expensive as, uh, as fuck. Like, it's hard. It seems like it's... Oh, hard. dude, like, <laughs> you're getting really into does. a module at 500 bucks. Like, cheap about three. And, and that's you, just one. Yeah, that's just one module. Yeah, like some, one. like I'm looking at one now that I haven't bought for obviously for obvious reason. Fourteen hundred bucks for a module, you know, forty-two HP. That's what we measure things in HP okay. or rack space. Uh, forty-two. So that's that takes up a lot that's of a real lot. estate, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're only my my big case. What I've just moved everything into in that video. Yeah, yeah. Um, hundred and twenty-eight. That's it. That's all I got to work with. So those small ones. How what's their what's their uh, run weight like uh, not run weight uh, the width yeah. so the smallest you can get is two HP okay. that's literally like a company that's two a, HP that's thin that's, that's that wide literally no it's shit. two two screw holes wide one HP is a, a screw hole so you got one hundred and twenty eight screw holes three Jesus. rows tall yeah yeah and that's it so oh, wow. if you if you okay. like, allocate forty two screw holes mm-hmm. HP to one module. That better be a damn It'd good. Be that shit's important. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so not only are you constrained 
that way, you know, lengthwise or, yeah. or mounting space-wise, your constrained power-wise as well, come to freaking find out. <laughs> That's why I'm in the case I'm in now, because I blew up the power supply on my last one. Come so, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, got all these badass ideas. Oh, dude. Fifteen hundred bucks later, plug everything in. But you're still having to run shit with like uh, like preamps and shit, right? Or no? Uh, or like- no. So modular level is uh, like we were saying last week. It's pure electronic signals. It's just sending electric uh, electrical voltages zero to five, so negative twelve to down twelve. Versus no, it's super super hot. Like oh. you're sending the hottest thing in like production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's you have to turn everything way down. Uh, there's output modules that mm-hmm. like br- bring things down to output level and, and things like that. So that's so fucking uh, much, dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's so and yeah, you much. you're like designing a system with power constraint in mind, with right. width space in mind, like, and then once you get your system like kind of filled, it goes down into like, man, it. it there's some guys that. Uh, like Colin Benders, to name drop a guy, uh, he literally will design his... He's got a system, like, bigger than this tent, like, wide, by the way. Um, but he designs his layout by, if I have it up there, I'm not going to use it. So it has to be in front of me. If it's not in front of me, I'm not going to touch it. So I need everything, like, uh, controlling-wise, within arm's reach. So, you know... Thinking of like um, sometimes I I just throw down for a DJ set so mm-hmm. like the DJ rig is already set up and I'm playing on the side so I need easy access to like manipulate and things like that I can't just be like cranking around trying to figure out one yeah, you're gonna stay beat matching on what's in front of you. yeah 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 so uh, having everything designed or in the layout to like my sequencers on the bottom left because it's just easier for me to use it that way. My uh, Eurorack mixer is on the bottom right because it's like overall signal flow to the bottom right of the case, you know. So like everything just kind of trickles wire wise over to here, and then it's two outputs out. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, designing different ways, and then you design the the patch. So yeah. each cable can be plugged in a specific way to give out a different outcome, but the actual routing of that cable to be like clean and efficient and not like a it's still a bird's nest but like not in your way while you're playing right, yeah. you know you can just sit there and patch all day but if i can't just open my case plug in and start playing with with myself with somebody then to me like my patch doesn't work it's, a redundancy. it's not yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it needs to just be able within 30 minutes plug in play done uh for for me like there's guys that We'll spend half a day, you know, making a patch for a, for one set live in the th- in, or in, in sound check and all that. And I was going to ask you, like, so like, whenever you go to set up for an event like this, how mm-hmm. long is your your setup? So it depends on like uh, this. This is a little bit different than most events, uh, just because like it's a little bit. Uh, I'm in the crew, you know, so right, right. Uh, so I, I try to help everybody out, you know, setting up when I can, things like that, What when I can, what I can. So like the Zendin, I'm sure uh, I'll have some help moving speakers out, but then that's basically me just rigging. Uh, so doing audio engineering, mm-hmm. I'll run front of house in my lap yeah, with I've the seen iPad. You run boards inside. All, yeah, exactly. All the time. So yeah. like I'm, I'm running my own sound for the Zendin essentially. Okay. So that's how I can like 
engineer it to be correct, you know, um, to where like our modular jam tomorrow night, um, two thirty to four until that's right. Um, we'll be doing um, like a double. So I have a little wireless mixer that we're all plugging into, and then we're sending that to like a front of house. So that setup maybe you know thirty. 30, 45 minutes just to get everything like connected because we're all MIDI clocking, like yeah. syncing everything. Uh, so we'll all be synced up. We'll all be tuned to each other. And then uh, as the night progresses, have more and more people sitting in and like big mega jam at the end. Type yeah, man, I'm super excited. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a real good time. My first time playing with these guys, uh, Cliff and Twain's both. Uh, I think is is gonna be a, a good experiment. Uh, I know that's what we've been talking about. And where are so. they from? Uh, they're both from New Orleans. Okay. I know Cliff is in the middle of like this uh, his little mini tour. I think he just came back from California, uh, laying over in Nola, and then he'll be back out tomorrow. Uh, and then I don't even want to try to shout out the rest of his shows, but he's <laughs> killing it for show. Hell yeah, man! That's um, awesome. And then Twain's is kind of heading up, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is all internet, <laughs> so it's hard to keep everybody straight. Um, but the Revenge of the Synth is, uh, I know Twain's does a lot of visual aspects of things as well. So he'll incorporate uh, what he's doing in That's the modular and Ableton on uh, on visuals. And then have, uh, I was scoping out earlier, it looks like we got maybe four plus projector set up. That's so, uh, it's yeah. nice. So we'll, we That's should be cool. doing a lot of uh, synced visuals, synced uh, modular, synced synth, you know, all, all the nerdy stuff to geek out it's all, to. It's all nerdy, man. Like, oh, you yeah. can blow my fucking mind this whole time. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you lock yourself in a studio for a year. <laughs> Just a year? Maybe uh, a year yeah, and a half. You know, say like, yeah, that's <laughs> for all that, uh, a year is just like, oh my God, man. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot, man. So Yeah, I tried to uh, explain it as best as I can, but you just got to experience it. That's the the best rate that right. I've found. I've been wanting to ask you details about it for the longest time, and just like, even still, some of them just like I kind of know what that is, but uh, your 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 knowledge in production goes way far beyond what I fucking got a, a grasp of. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? That's what happens when you just like I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Hell oh yeah, damn. <laughs> Yeah, now it's like, uh, I don't want to find out I can do that. That seems like another... <laughs> well, see, that's another question I was going to ask you. So I know you're very musically inclined, you and you dabble with a lot of different instruments. Uh, is there an instrument that you don't play that you wish you did? Piano. Piano. Straight up. Straight yeah, up. yeah. Uh, the way... So I pick at it. I, like, roughly know... I can, like, find my way on, like... The scale. N- notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know scales well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, back from back in the day, but uh, I don't like all my theory is pretty much it's not gone, but I I don't remember all my I like had to play like fluid super yeah, yeah. technical theory yeah. Uh, just in music, but mm-hmm. like in or I don't know chords on a piano and like that and especially my line of work um is like a really beneficial thing, mm-hmm. but it's a really good thing to experiment with on like. For sound bath stuff, for just creating harmonic dissonance, things like that, like shifting around to like a minor seventh or 
moving that weird one-off key around in to have the like overall a chorus loop or some shit in there. Well, that, but no, being able to just pick it out, right? right like, right, right. see, like, know what that chord would do in a situation I is kind of how I would want to study it. Uh, to be able just to like, okay, we're going to be an A, but if you play a B flat, this is what it's going to mean. Obviously, in <laughs> yeah. A, B flat's not going to work, but right. jazz, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, kind of like feeling what what that uh, augmentation would do and then resolving it, you know, right in a piano, it's all in front of you. You can see what you're doing and like the patterning in that is like completely different than a stringed instrument. Like I grew up on bass. Like I know like, okay, we're moving from G to a same pattern shifted up, you know, you're done. Uh, but in a piano, like, it seems to be like a much more efficient way to pick things out, mm-hmm. but like it's all individual. I mean, I guess everything is kind of individual, but it's, on the grand scale of things, it's like the fluidity of the motion of sound, how you have to capture it is like the, what I've always just like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, intense. like I've been jamming Corey Henry for like the past two weeks, damn near. Uh, so Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles, if you haven't heard, check them Shit, out. Yeah, man. Uh, their Frank Frankfurt set is like has the best breakdown of one of their songs that I've heard. And like, uh, so I've been literally on that set for two weeks. Uh, but his his technique, I mean, he's doing. S- 30 second almost 64 second runs mm-hmm. just and then he tours with a Hammond organ on top of that so he's like synth on top all these like That's floaty dissonant crazy. harmonic right, right. and just like just time fuck you shit yeah, and yeah. um then uh just sits back breaks it down sits in a pocket the bass player's on a big fat six stream bass just a brother in the back just like Killing it, bobbing his head, sitting down the whole time. You know, I like to hear their, <laughs> like to hear their fucking improv sessions just to see where they fucking. Go. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah, and uh, so like seeing how that technique goes because I'll I'll sit on Doombeck, I'll sit on Jimbe, and then flip it to bass, and like, dude, rhythms like go crazy, like just because it's all percussive at that moment yep. so like your ghost notes and like you're you're sitting there playing whole and notes you, quarter and notes then you go just down a down tempo the whole fucking yeah time. and yeah, then like yeah. you're you're sitting there playing djembe but like playing notes on top of that so and uh like that's just adds so much more so doing that with a keyboard yeah. or you know that's how you start getting all that funk keys and oh yeah and then like <laughs> You're basically just playing percussion on keys between five fingers. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, I geek out on it so hard, but don't have the time to, like, sit down. Get and, the principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down and, all right, MIDI lesson time number one. <laughs> this is C. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Ah, C. <laughs> and then by the time you're done with it, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna do this again for another month. Exactly, <laughs> and then the trial's done, and you're paying for it. And it's like, uh, all right. And then there's posture so. into it, and yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. wrist up, all that, and wrist up, butthole tuck. Fucking. <laughs> well, to piggyback off what uh, Koba <laughs> said, uh, what's your favorite instrument that you've learned how to play? 
Ooh, favorite. Um, hmm. It don't have to be a specific one, but you know, percussion, just yeah. percussion in general, right? Oh, like yeah. it's so deep, and like it all, it all transfers over. So like you have certain techniques of like how to play correctly, but like the basic rhythm or, or rhythm studies, you know, uh, is like. Never ending rudiments. Yeah, fucking rudiments. yeah, rudiment. I mean, rudiments are the base, right? So like, I do drum circles every Wednesday in Houston, like downtown smack dab Memorial Park, Houston. Fuck yeah, man! One of the best drum circles in the area, uh, and like literally just play rudiments for an hour. I mean, it's like we go till midnight plus, but uh, just that's my warm up, right? So like, it's just like a focus of. You know, eight on a hand or uh, accent tap or, you know, doing whatever. And it's just stuff that for two, three years in college, like, F my life, I'm on fifth base. I have to play accent tap. How am I going to roll in with a 32-inch head? Like, <laughs> but you sit there and you do it, right? So You have some classical training. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's I've, pretty neat. I've been classically trained since fifth grade that's essentially awesome, you know impressive. if you really want to get down to it i yeah. think we did kindergarten xylophone classes you know all the way up in elementary school because like my like doing the, the like the core rudiments that's still like something you have to do as an exercise because yeah. i'm a percussionist and uh people i, I jam with and stuff uh, i just play uh congas and uh bongos yeah and some little accents or whatever but that's learning because like, they were like hey man you should do this i'm like i'll Cause I got some rhythm, you know, what I'm right. saying? so I can, I can like fuck off until I like, okay, now I can, I, I, I know the pocket here and there, yeah, and, yeah. but the, the rudiments, man, that's like, that's like key. key yeah. Man. And that's, that's like the, the, the split, if you will. Right. Like f- knowing the pocket, feeling the pocket, like internalizing that beat and like yeah. being able to focus that and keep it, but still like concentrate, like everything which you shouldn't have to do but like in learning that process uh you know straight 16th notes for an hour is a lot for a lot of people yeah but if once you start the time less is more yeah Yeah. i mean so uh you know it's it's changing that pattern around and like figuring out how your hands work to apply that to other aspects you know and that's how i explain it to like the new guys like Oh, dude, and I'm by no means like a awesome percussionist or anything like that. I just kind of flow and, and get by. But uh, I just apply what I've what I've gained in the past, right? So like everybody kind of like, how do you how do you kind of learn? How do you do this? It's like, dude, just learn rudiments. Apply what you've learned, like how your hands work in those rudiments to just flowing, right? Like yeah. just letting go, not thinking, just moving your hands in beat. Uh, you know what a rolling hand sonic is, right? No, uh, no. So, no. <laughs> no. so you'll see uh, like Xander, um, Greg has one now, but it's essentially oh, like, oh no no yeah I know yeah exactly the little round like hands yeah, I fucked with it yeah it's That's badass like, it's I, like I have it so I'm gonna buy one dude yeah they're expensive but <laughs> it's fucking it is worth it yeah, like it's fucking nice so it is like the most sensitive accurate feeling uh programmable it's programmable at the ass but uh like just the overall um feeling of it like is is exactly like i'm playing a drum uh so what was it 21 new year's eve 21 or 20 excuse me 
Uh, so New Year's Day was January 1st, 21. Mm. Uh, came out here, and we did a uh, pretty big... That was the enlightenment, at least for me. The re-enlightenment, if you will. Uh, waking. Um, but... Um, we ended up doing like all kinds of just jam in the warehouse. Can you use sticks and, with those? Uh, you can. It's just it's not, not. It's not like those rolling ones where you can like. No, it's not like a. a I forget the PDX or you know yeah. whatever. Um, but um, we essentially set up like a, a little turntable, uh, scratch area, the hand Sonic, another little percussion deal, and then just straight. People flowing like uh, uh, lyric flowing, yeah, yeah. Uh, like freestyle. That's, and, that's what um, happened uh, the last time y'all were here after that uh, Holly Rock jam and yep, stuff like that. Yeah, that, yep. was, that was super fun. Uh, so we did it in the warehouse, but it was like forty billion times better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so Charlie's over there on like the hand sonic. I finished packing up my shit because I just played for like three hours straight or something crazy. <laughs> usual thing and uh just going off the deep end and uh so he's over there kind of messing with the hands and i'm like dude i gotta get on this and i'm like over there like like kind of messing around you know having fun charlie's like no just play 16th notes the whole time and just move your hands i was like like and just blew up so like now flow just has turned into like just rolling with what comes and like tossing in rudiments, paradiddle here, changing the hands up. Yeah, that's, you that's, know, that's where I'm so. at, man. I like if, maybe I do things that are rudimentary that I don't know the name for. I just I know like the hand like the pattern. Yeah, I, I I'm starting on my right and I need to end on my left. Right over exactly. there, you know. And so. like me, yeah, I need to learn the shit because it's just me being lazy, but. I can still, you know, if you can't improv, you can't play. Yeah. Not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, and, like, just keep keeping uh, applying. So I'm in my percussion, uh, like, Wednesday nights anyway. Like, I'm, I'm experimenting with the sound of what I'm playing more than anything. So, like, I'll be doing the usual rhythms. Like, I kind of got my set. Which I feel like I plateaued, so I'm trying to, you know, don't say don't say that. Learn more. Don't I'm, say I'm that, always man. learning more, right? You still got so, an incline, you know. That yeah, so it, we've just slowly, <laughs> slowly adjusted the gradient, right? <laughs> but uh, it's coming. It's just the the exploration of instruments has just grown a little bit too much lately. So we gotta like <laughs> get it zoned in. But uh, yeah, come to find out, you can't learn tabla, dumbek, uh, gatim, and like four other things all at once. Like you gotta maybe uh, learn one thing at a time. Um, Overzealous. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it it started. I was getting my djembe reskinned. Uh, this guy in, in our drum well, circles. Well, you, sorry to interrupt, but you said re, you getting it reskinned. Yeah, but reskinned. New head on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you going raw head? Like yeah, natural, so this yeah. is like a, a a goat from West Africa that's been starved for however many years. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that know. goat, right? Uh, well, <laughs> they have the thickest hides. Like their skin is thickest because they're in some desert in West Africa, just starving. Yeah. So like they get the thick stuff, you know. Uh, so it comes with the hair on it, and then you stretch it. You, uh, you get to tan it yourself. Uh, that guy tan it. So um, he didn't tan or anything, but he put it. Uh, you put it in water. You know, let it soak up, absorb, get malleable, and then um, 
my gym bear uses like a double ring system. It's usual okay. like traditional rope yeah. uh, setup. Um, but you you put the head on that loosely and then uh, take the structure of it or the ring, make it round, and then you shave all the hair off on the playing surface, but all like around the uh, the head on the edge mm-hmm. is he has all the hair left on. So it's a little, it's like a fancy way to do it. Uh, luckily. He left it. Um, I didn't know that. I thought like taking it all off was yeah. So like on uh, like all around here would be hair uh, on my. Is that to, to help resonate? Or? Uh, it's just a appearance thing. It okay. makes it look nicer. Okay. And then like uh, you can kind of. I've been kind of proactively uh, doing it, but you kind of work in your playing areas. So like here's like less hair because I'm a little bit more right hand dominant. Things yeah. like that. Um, but just that whole process of, of literally like shaving the hair off the top, like you can feel like the, when you go against the grain, you can feel it and, you know, it's just a different, provides a different experience while playing that is pretty, um, I, I enjoy it, but the tone of it is like nothing else. Like you can make some crazy sounds like I never would have experienced out of a djembe. What are the low, like the bigger, low, lower sounding ones called? We have one at the studio. I forgot what it's fucking called, but it's fucking like massive. Is it a dune dune? Yeah, I think Dude, so. Dude, I literally and have it been sounds looking crazy. Like, go, go, go. Like they're like, uh, so they're supposed to be used in uh, threes. Mm-hmm. You can use them in single with like a bell. Mm-hmm. So it's like a cowbell that the uh, the edges, like both sides are just cut out of and then uh yeah and then they scoop it onto the ropes and then they'll play with like a, a nut or a washer and uh it's all polyrhythm so boom 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 but uh with two hands like you're just like playing two different rhythms essentially two different times yeah. but it just comes out as one or you flip them on the side, on, on upright vertically, and you play them in threes, and then it's three polyrhythms. Wait, that's the boom, 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 No, I don't think this one's it. It only has a one, one, one top, one head. Yeah, uh, yeah. Huh? I'm not sure. Yeah, but no, uh, it's I'm, deep. Yeah. So I've been I've been hunting dune dunes for three months or so. Those are fucking uh, nuts, man. Yeah. So we do. Um, once a month, every new moon, there's a big drum circle in Austin uh, that I'll go up to and jam up there. And there's like, call them the Dune Dune Boys. Uh, there's like at least four to six of them. And like, there are three drums each with four to six people bringing three drums each, right? So like, it's just a wall of Dune Dune. And uh, oh, that sounds so awesome, man. Oh, yeah. So the, the head is. Uh, they leave the hair on it, and it's a cow skin instead of a goat skin. So even thicker, deeper sound. But the hair on it kind of mutes it. You play it with a stick about an inch and a half in diameter. Yeah, they do that with. It's uh, like a carved like, stick. Uh, uh, India, they they use that too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they have uh, a couple. Yeah, of I different see some ones. of those videos. And those, like, the big like cans. Have you seen those the, where they're like jumping around? They with go it? the fuck. Oh, off, dude, dude. It's, it's, that's my bass drum since it's I, tingling. I man. love it, man. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, when you play bass for like five years straight, <laughs> re, like by request, it's like ah, oh, I gotta I gotta find something with a bass drum. But so yeah, I've been hunting these dune dunes down, but all you can find is stuff from Africa, you know, real stuff that just won't ship over here. Right. Or, you know, it's like, God damn. It's like uh, my, my buddy Ice Chest, uh, shout out Devin, 
he he has one that that uh, I don't know how he got it, but it is it is African, mm-hmm. and his well, it's his djembe, oh, and nice. it's like like hand carved, yeah, and it's yeah one log like big, it's fucking beautiful, dude. Oh, yeah. It's it's beautiful, and uh, he's like like man, I hate to play it because I'd hate to reskin it because I don't know anybody that would yeah right that can reskin it the shit you know what I'm saying yeah. so like man, but it sounds it's, it's it's perfect, perfect fucking sound, man. Yeah, like, it's I, I love it, I, and like like I said, I was I was asked to be in in the band as a percussion and I'm I call myself a percussionist but yeah right truthfully <laughs> I'm not yeah I've I known do, you I, as like guitar and stuff no 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 no, no. I'm a singer actually uh, I was in metal bands for a long fucking time but uh, that's that, right that dispersed that uh, fucking <laughs> it's always drummer problems man yeah, <laughs> it's, right? always, it's always a drummer dude <laughs> but um, I do appreciate just like having to you know, like I said, like the pocket is my favorite part because it's the the hardest thing for me to get around. You know, yeah. like like because that's it. Like, the, the pocket that's that's where in the band that we're in, it's like kind of like the roots, but without the brass. You right. know, like so I'm I'm in there where I said like less is, less is more mm-hmm. is more often mm-hmm. than I mean there there's some areas where you know I I do have my own solo little parts and shit, yeah. but following that rhythm between the bass and the drummer you know trying to like get the layers in i i love that because it's it's super mathematical man and yeah and it's just it's so we call it picking color right so uh, uh, we mentioned in the last last podcast of like different things will add different textures different mm-hmm. tones you know how can i especially in in the drum circle area uh you'll have just We'll have fifty people sometimes just wailing, and so like fifty or excuse me, three shakers, uh, you know, all sounding the exact same is a little bit much, you know. So like being able to have that repertoire or that quiver of like, okay, I need a shaker, but I need this this sounding shaker. I need yeah. this color from this symbol. I need this this specific tone is what I'm like searching for. So like being able to like incorporate that rhythm on top of it, but then like search for that additional, like how can I truly add to this as, as a percussionist, right? Cause that's what makes you a percussionist. I feel like the rhythm studies, everything that they, everybody can do that, but like finding that rhythm at the right time with the right. Yeah equipment and the right gear the right drum the right whatever it is if it's playing a stick with a block of wood then and it's the perfect sound then damn it play it right Yo, like, accent man accent so. all the fucking way see that's something else in there i didn't know you were fucking like you grew up in band and shit yeah. as, as playing fucking <laughs> sticks and yeah, shit, i played dude. bassoon bro that's fucking I went, cool i went man. to school for free because of bassoon no shit uh, yeah. i was in the symphony Ooh, that's a weird instrument. in high school getting that's paid awesome, man professionally like the school i grew weird. up in they didn't offer uh hardly any electives right. and by the time i got to oakdale it was too late for me to be in band yeah, and he had always been in band yep and i was always asking him questions like man yeah. like this and that you know, yeah, i was i was drum major in my senior what? year yeah. 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 they then, told me not to be drum major because they, <laughs> they 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 want they wanted me on fifth base they're like you, you you're gonna be on the drum line right see like, what was funny yeah. about that uh when growing up, it was me and uh, shout out Big Brady, uh, Kiana. I love Big Brady, and uh, she played the clarinet, and I played the trombone. I did not know she so, played clarinet. Uh, Holy when fuck. we had like uh, 
big brass stuff going on, I would step down. She would drum mage, and I would play. Oh, nice. And then you did trombone. Yeah, but yeah. then the, like orchestra se- mm-hmm. uh, setting, uh, uh, we called it concert band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would do. It, uh, I would do it, and she would oh, she nice. would play because yeah. she was more important at concert. But marching band brass was more important. Brass and percussion. Right. Yeah. The. Uh, I mean, Macnice. Lonnie Benoit down there has blown, has blown it out of the water for years, but uh, he's now like the director of fine arts, uh, but he was my percussion instructor during that. But um, he like cornered me in the practice room. Dude, you got to freaking move, man. Like hands on you, move to the beat, dude. And so like once you internalize that beat and like you move, yeah. that's why every DJ said I'm moving the whole time because like I'm making people move. Why am I going to stand there? Like, yeah, I man. have to, uh, like, <laughs> let's get things going. Uh, so, like, kind of keeping that, uh, you know, kind of rolling all in one and just using it in every aspect. That's, like, really, uh, like, what he taught me, but especially just making sure that you can uh, apply it. That's the most important thing I've found. Like, everything that you've learned in the past, like, just being able to reapply that, like, cool you're not doing it right now but you've done it for two years ago for a month you know you studied it cool let's let's apply it see how how far you can go with it how far did you learn so and and the more the more you do the more comfortable with it and the easier it is man so yeah that's that's with the with everything really exactly so like and then applying it was just like that applying that to you know some lady screaming at you at the gas station or whatever you know like you you you're working through these projects so you can like actually test yourself with it and see you know go through that and then when the test does come it makes things a little easier so that's awesome bro dude i say it every time I, and some people may like see us like like man you Y'all interview, like, you know, we interview the people we enjoy talking to the most a lot, man. And it's always just, like, any, every time we talk to you, it's such a breath of fresh air, dude. Because, like, you're, you're always just, like, you're fucking super knowledgeable about all the <laughs> shit you fucking do. And I, I appreciate that because, like, I'm learning over here, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's, um, it's, that's that's what every, every day is in session. The school is always in session. Goddamn so. right, man. That's Fuck that's yeah. how I live, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't have TV for a reason, so... You know what? I, I don't have TV. Either. Yeah. Well, and now my like my living room TV is like gone, like it, the backlight out or, or something. So, cu- luckily for the last month, you know, getting ready for void, you come home, you don't have a TV. Oh, how you know how ironic. <laughs> Guess I'm just gonna go straight to the studio. <laughs> straight to work, baby. Yeah. Get off work. Go to work. <laughs> you have no excuse, man. I want to hear shit about it. Yeah. You, you yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, all uh, right. Well, uh, so I've I've been like. Doing two or three hours in the studio after work, and then like midnight, one comes around. It's like ah, I'm gonna take a break, and then uh, the only TV in the house now that works is in the bedroom. So I like get in bed, yeah. uh, you know, put the TV on, turn on uh, some documentary on YouTube, or you know, geek out on another module I'm trying to learn about, and then uh, pass out. <laughs> So and turn on the TV five six. Yeah, literally. No, that's what the purple mattress gives you. So I will say, oh, you got I, a purple mattress. Dude. I've heard good things about those. It's balling. Is bro. it worth heard, the money? I heard they're nice. Didn't it come in like a? Uh, it's air airtight bag. Uh-huh, and when uh-huh. you unloose it, just 
yeah. slowly ungoes. But they say some of the, the best part about it, get it out the bag, then lay on it as it fucking mm-hmm. floss mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it literally just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard fucking great things about those. But yeah, it's, it's to the point where like most of the time now I don't even turn on the TV to like... I'm one of those got to have something going to pass out. Um, but I don't, I don't even turn it on now. I'll turn on, I have a window unit, so just turn that on. Something's meh. And then the white noise, ain't oh that yeah. what it's called? Well, yeah. I listen to enough white noise <laughs> as it is. <laughs> I am the white noise Fuck sometimes, yeah, you dude. know? It's like. <laughs> So, I'm gonna but, keep that. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's good. I have the white. Yeah, notes. I mean, when, when you're making sounds as a living, basically, it's uh, sometimes silence is a lot to ask for. Oh so yeah, it's uh, been interesting to like get off work after listening to music for eight hours straight, or you know, whatever. Because we got a a pretty good you know sound set up in the in the back. It's, it's a pleasure to work with four audio files for mechanics, but uh, so we'll just listen to music all day while working on bikes, uh, and then I'm up in front helping everybody else. So out. that's what you do now. You're still the mechanic. Uh, so I'm actually the service manager uh, at the moment. Uh, we're kind of transitioning into like more training. So uh, we were saying last week, uh, just doing some traveling. Uh, uh, training new service departments, That's uh, awesome, man. things like that. So the traveling aspect part of it's got to be fun. Oh, uh, right? it's it's badass. Uh, so Trek's an amazing company to work for. That's awesome. Uh, pay for everything. Like I flew my fifty-two pound bike to Roanoke. And You're still doing your mountain biking. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm. I try to get out when I can. Okay. I mean, since gas. I was going to ask up, you about that. Gas went up, and it was like all the trails are thirty minutes away from the house. So like. That's an hour drive round trip without traffic in the times that I ride are yeah. always traffic. So welcome to Houston. Um, just but got back. Yeah. <laughs> just got back from Houston going to see uh, a ska band at the Warehouse Live. And every time I go to Houston, I always fall back in love with it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great place. Man, it's got everything. It may, what it lacks in culture, it makes up for in like things like yeah. you want to do it it's got it yeah. in some form and or food fashion too yeah dude all the that, fucking food. the food game is something i have not been able to like dive dude, down off down of bel-air where I, I just stayed mm-hmm. the last weekend all, you were every, right by me dude really? oh come on <laughs> yeah, man yeah. god damn yeah, it. i'm off i i tend to work on the west side there so Shit, you're not yeah. too far yeah you're i was right there like five miles. chinatown dude yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck up that's awesome dude but yeah over there is so much like i was like man you can't even you can't even like spend a week here and try to, dude. No, just on that. Yeah, strip. just in just in Bel Air. Yeah, yeah. Fuck no, man. Mm-hmm. I love the Hong Kong market over there and shit. Yeah. Like that. No, that Always. that side of town's like very wealthy, but just what you can find over there is like I've I've never seen this in my life. Right, right. <laughs> no, one hundred percent, man. So, dude, I love you. Ah, I much love to both of y'all, bro. You, man, like, thank you so much, dude. And uh, I even know, like, I even looked at the fucking doc here to see what's going on, man. But uh, I think we got some other shit we got to do and partake, be a part of and stuff. And I think well, we all do this weekend, oh, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for a uh, big shout out at Fed Devoid and Rillo. That's your handle on everything. R exclamation point L-L-O, right? Or Rillo uh, Music. Rillo Music, Rillo Official. But it's, uh, so Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me and go from there. But Rillo Official on Instagram. That's the that's the most updated uh, social media anyway. Right on. And uh, your SoundCloud too. Yeah, uh, SoundCloud has got a, got a bunch of older mixes. I just put that new sound bath out. 
uh, as like a little teaser for the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing similar-ish stuff, but a lot of more live incorporation, uh, probably in, in a different key. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, and just kind of go from there. So um, I'll probably my tablas are can go from C to D. So it's kind of just. Mm, you use a hammer to tune them. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, yeah, literally. It's like a, a silver nuts. hammer. <laughs> and uh, you just whack the shit out of it. And um, <laughs> the, the bands of it. them are literally like rawhide straps that are punctured through the head and then woven and tied around. It's, it's, they're, they're badass. I got extremely fucked up one night and just like stared at them. Like, <laughs> Trying to like break it down. Like <laughs> these are mine. Yeah, I was like, this got been eye for level. A thousand of years. <laughs> yeah, like eye level with the head. I was like, this is the flattest thing known to man. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's all natural. Like uh, they actually use three heads, which I'm surprised. Uh, they incorporate a cow head, which yeah. in in Hindi or Hindu is like that's sacred. That's sacred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, this is all direct from India. Like, they built mine in India type stuff. And uh, it's traditional three head, two goat skins, one cow head. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You're using thick. So, there's, they, um, they build the head on the drum, three layers thick. The bottom head is resected on the bottom before you put the head on. The middle head is all the way through. And then they make the canar. The edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's fancy. Yeah, Kanar Indian <laughs> edge. Yeah, uh, and then they essentially cut. You know, they take a razor blade and cut the top head all the way off, and then unveil the middle head. So you're playing like the little black dot mm-hmm. is literally like they take iron filings and like some flour and some water, and they just mix it all up, and then they just rub it in a circle and it dries, and then they do the next one. They rub it in a circle and it dries. Oh wow! Do the next one. Yeah, yeah, so that's how you'll get muted, like, without actually having to palm mute it. And yeah, yeah, you can literally just. That's cool. And then uh, cool. you move. You're mo- literally just moving your hand around. This is just on the right drum, moving your hand around to get different tones. So they na ga day like each tone is a syllable in an alphabet. Tabla gets super deep, dude. Come like, on, they're like. Spend their whole life studying it. Like, wow. Yeah, that's the running joke in drum circle. Cause, like, I bring them out and they're like, "Oh, time to time to go back to school." And it's like, <laughs> have fun learning for the rest of your life. It's like, yeah, I, I know. But the the guy, the Indian guy, is like, it's a a style of songs like fusion Indian music stuff uh, always incorporates it. Like, they actually enunciate what they're about playing. To say, like, yeah, but uh, that would help. As yeah. Well too. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like that's how you learn. Like you can literally. They called uh, each letter is called a bowl. B O L. And then you put bowls together to make a kaida or a sentence. Uh, so, ding da dan ding dang dan ding. That's different strokes. And each syllable is what you play on what hand. So that's fucking beautiful. Din yeah, is. <laughs> Uh, that playing the edge, muting the center, uh, muting the center head, playing the edge on one on one side, and then playing the center of the left hand at the same time. That's din. This is na. So just the edge of the dian. You got a bayan left, dian right, 
Bayan Dayan, or tabla. Uh, tablas is kind of how they're referred. But if you mute and play the edge, is din, or na, excuse me, tin is in the middle. And each finger, you play uh, ring finger, middle finger, and then your index finger. So two and then one. And then they each each sound is referred to a different tone or bowl. And so you just start going to town. I have not studied that at all, like well, well, comparatively. <laughs> that's like a small bit of knowledge to like, hey, I know like kind of how to get by on some tabla. But no, these guys literally like, <laughs> like while talking, what they're playing. Well, that's part of their culture, too. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they've they've been classically taught tabla from age five or something you know wow. like crazy shit yeah yeah, yeah. like zakir that. hussein's dad played tabla with ravi shankar at uh woodstock or some shit like yeah like he is born and bred a tabla player from birth you know so Jeez. like he's literally probably one of the best ones nah, he's out the there. wizard <laughs> yeah like just because he's that's all he does right um but Starting with tabla and then digging, much like Doombeck, digging into like that culture and those rhythms. Like you got um, a thaville. Uh So a thaville is uh, what did I. You call me I, exactly. <laughs> I like literally just studying this one. So like I'll kind of geek out on a new instrument. Okay. Like how can I find it? How yeah. how readily available is it? How expensive is it? Uh, how easy is it to pick up and play? Right, right. Can I transfer? So like Doombeck and Tabla, split fingers, you know, they kind of, you're doing finger work the whole time so I can cross play. But you said those are made for like finger play instead of just like. Yeah, so you can like. Instead of having just to fucking smack it with your palm. You can play single handed or you can like go like stupid fast uh split finger which is why like pianos right mm -hmm. you're just doing runs uh so like on tabla they'll split finger but then digging down deeper like tabla is like the surface of indian instruments but on top of instruments indian percussion uh but a thaville is like you play it it's a two-headed drum you play on the side and then it's got this Stupid huge ring on one side that uh, you literally, um, you like, it's essentially like a bunch of rim shots. You hmm. put these things on your fingers. I don't even know. I haven't gotten that deep in the study. Uh, but they're like thimbles, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you put them on one hand and that's like the snare side, if you will. And then you have a a stick you know what a talking drum stick looks mm -hmm. like how it's got the curve yep well this looks like a jacked up talking drum stick <laughs> it's got the curve but then it curves up so you're playing like that yeah 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 and um so that's your bass drum side and then you're just but it's all polyrhythm and like just straight finger rolls on all this crazy shit come to find out it's like the super traditional drum that's thousands of dollars to get and blah 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 so i was like god damn you just like <laughs> but it was soul. <laughs> badass to to like start finding uh the veal see if we can uh show you here yeah barrel shaped percussion instrument from uh tamil nadu uh so uh, it double tapers to like that's the one with both heads on. yeah this is the deville uh t 
H A V I L. Theville or Deville. Um It's all kind of traditional folk music, things like that. Traditional Indian folk music. But uh that's fucking cool. Yeah, so they play it in their lap, and they got, uh, you know, like a bandage strap that tunes everything, and then just go to town on all these split finger rolls. Like, it's like, to me, it's like the most incorporative, all in one. Um, and the sound is like completely unique. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing, like, each region of uh, India, kind of like Africa, is doing these different essentially dialects of uh, instruments. So, like, they'll have, instead of splitting it up and having two different tabla, uh, they'll have, like, a merigingium, uh, which is essentially almost exactly like tabla, but you play it on its side with two hands, and you don't have to carry two drums around and things like that. The tone's a little bit different. You tune it a little bit different, but... But they write still, music. Just it's their form just, of writing music is just so. You're playing. Different. Oh yeah, and like they're still writing in kaida, you know, in bowl. That's and, cool. Yeah, man. yeah. So I like, like then the way they learn is, you know, learn your alphabet. You know, that's like in every, like YouTube video on tabla. You know, in in all that like lesson number one, learn your alphabet. Like that's because then once you know what each finger does and how to incorporate it, just like a rudiment, like you can just continue that flow and like okay this is what this is going to do in this, uh, that situation that's so. awesome man dude that is that's a, a load yeah but that's fucking incredible though but but like how like i said when we write music we write in like just like classical with like the notes mm-hmm. or whatever but that's like actually writing music in a, in just a, a different form and fashion yeah yeah, yeah. And, each, and like how a syllable works with each other. Right, and right. Yeah. It That's makes it like a little bit more like like freestyle, right? Like using that vocabulary. It's a musical dialect, like man. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking mm-hmm. that's that's fucking wild. Man. I need to go look that shit yep. up. And then it doesn't matter what language you speak because you're speaking tabla, you know, you're speaking bowl. Like it doesn't like you can go up to an Indian if you know uh, like how to put a kaida together and you can play the exact same thing. Without even speaking one language or, or, or different languages, right. you know, it's all the same. Like like reading sheet music, mm-hmm. like everybody can, or if you know how to read sheet music, it's all the same language. It's right. the same thing. Like if I knew all each din da din na na and all that and ta tin, like I can go and talk to Zakir and like he can play da 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 and then da 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 da, you know. That's cool. If man. I knew it. Right, right, right. <laughs> So yeah, it's a completely different way to learn, and it just makes it a whole lot more like transparent through generations and, and all that. So. But also, you you look for something that's where like kind of unique anyway. No, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like if if nobody has it, or so I have a a, a Rick R I Q. It's a it goes with Doombeck. It's essentially the tambourine version of a Doombeck, uh, but you don't play it like a tambourine at all. Uh, you balance it with one hand, like thumb holding it. Like that, and then you hold it upright, and then you play the cymbal with your ring finger, and then you play the drum with your right hand. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and you're balancing like a three-pound tambourine with like all this like mother of pearl fancy shit right. and like brass jingles and all that, and like you're doing all this like split rhythm and like balancing and dancing with it to keep it in your hands, and 
yeah, it's it's all related to belly dancing and like traditional kind of Indian or uh, Egyptian and Arabic styles and rhythms and like their rhythms are very very specific to time mm-hmm. and different times and things like that. You're so, so weird, Will. All day. You're so weird. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but I literally found that because the the guy who had one was like, "This is the hardest thing I own." It's like. Perfect. I'm going to learn it. <laughs> like, I, I have to learn that now. Challenge accepted. Uh, yeah. And then so now it's it, like. You got it. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got it down. You know what the, who the spoon lady is? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you know how she does like. Hey, she's fucking bad, dude. I can do that on one symbol on the, the rig. Yeah. So I watched her and was like, oh, shit. Let me just fucking apply that on Rick and then go over there. That's and cool, it man. works out like you got that technique on the roll to do. Mm-hmm. but And you just start playing all over the the Rick. And you ever seen go. the Spoon Lady? She'll blow your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, she'll fuck Shout out Spoon up, Lady. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Spoon Lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Will, thank you again, man, for coming through. Yeah, this, we're gonna man. we're gonna do it for real this time. We got a we got some shows to catch. I think I might be sitting in with Holly Rock tonight. You should, yeah. man. That'd be great. You can I got the I got my Quika. Oh, you Quika. got my Quika. Goddamn bastard. So, yeah. <laughs> is that the thing that you That's showed like, me? <laughs> like? Oh yeah. Well, I found a, uh, a badass one on eBay. <laughs> can you do that sound one more time? So I I uh I found a a a guy on YouTube who like does like coyote calls with it like Uh, so like I've been like incorporating that and it's like next level yeah yeah. well I think you had that here last time you with Holly Rock yeah 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 Yeah, they want to do that again okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that tonight I was like Will I got my Quika but it's even better now he's like perfect if I if I ever get a conversation about some like completely obscure shit dude. i'm gonna call you I'm like, hit me up like, dude give me something on the fly nah. like, <laughs> i'm gonna blow someone's fucking mind right. <laughs> but buddy thank you again so much man it's no problem a you sitting down with us man and uh we uh we do have some other ones uh lined up um this year is kind of weird scheduled but we're still regardless we, we're gonna be here the whole time so um uh, Maybe potentially catch you for a fifteen one. If not, that's fucking fine. We, yeah. we we've been knocking them out with you, man. And thank you always, dude. Always, man. See y'all next time. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Joe, give us that that plug, dog. I know, uh-huh. you, I know it's been killing you. <laughs> and, uh, if y'all if y'all ain't checked it out, check out five thousand w's dot thirdcoastpodcast dot com on all major streaming platforms: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and anywhere and everywhere we can be found. And Live in effect at Fet the Boy twenty twenty two. Yep, and so uh, inter- first interview with Rilla, dude, yeah. knocked it out of the park, bro. Thank yeah, it's you. It's been Bam. great. Horns all day. Did y'all hand out all them stickers yet? No, 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 no. Dude, we'll set it tomorrow. up tomorrow. Go get some stickers. Scan the scan the QR code. Go see Joe's face on the picture gallery. Go like, <laughs> go like them all. Every one with Joe. Go like them. <laughs> we love y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Thank <laughs> you.